Hey friends, welcome to Talking By Myself. I'm your host, Layla Rosa, and today I'm very excited because I have my first ever guest on, my very good friend, Amber. Thank you so much for joining me today on my podcast. It truly is a gift to have you on. I'm glad to be here. Yay, so exciting. Amber is such a tech whiz like we just spent the last I don't know how long that took us Amber but it was a lot I was like felt like 10 minutes of just at least 10 like, minutes yes. no, don't do this do that <laughs> and I was confused why like I'm listening on one device and I am recording the visual on the other and I was like confused why she told me to turn off one I was like what that doesn't make sense but then it did so I'm I am really blessed to have Amber, who knows so much about this. And because, well, it's like her job to know all these technical aspects. And I wanna, I wanna talk about our wonderful guest today and what she does and what she enjoys to do on her free time. So I'm gonna go ahead and give you the floor, Amber, to go ahead and tell our listeners what you do and what you enjoy doing. My name's Amber, as Layla just said. Um, I am a newscast director, which is why she's saying that this tech stuff seems very natural to me, especially in this post-COVID era. We have been really forced to adjust to a lot of these kind of technical moments within the station, as our anchors have been working from home, our weather has been working from home. Um, This is definitely a thing I've gotten very used to and how the ins and outs work. (laughs) Yeah, and she's been like, you've been going into the studio during COVID pandemic, right? Yes. Um, Okay, so, because I was wondering about that. Yeah, so how was that, like, when it all hit and, like, operating in that kind of new atmosphere? We got, we ended up, so we use, we typically have six people in on my production team. And so as the director, I'm kind of, It's kind of a confusing job to explain in some senses, but the way I best figured out how to explain it is it's either like a music conductor, if you know music, or like a sports coach as a director. So I'm the one walking everyone through what they're doing, walking them through the steps. Um, I'm not usually physically doing the production elements. I'm the one conducting it and directing it. Um, Now that we're in the pandemic, I'm actually taking on two roles which means I'm directing and also technical directing. So I'm the one physically pushing the buttons to get us on air alongside a graphics operator and an audio operator. She just has like the coolest job. That's why I was like, please say yes to my podcast. Um, I actually just remembered I had a wonderful opportunity. I think it was a couple of years ago during the summer. I got to actually go into where Amber works and like see the behind the scenes, which I thought was so cool as an actor. And just like, I was like, wow, look at all these like high tech cameras and she's like this is where I am this is what I do I sit here and I push these buttons and then there's like the audio guy and I'm like wow it's just and she the thing was crazy is that she's watching from like a separate room with her whole board of all these crazy buttons and I'm just like but you know I have to say Amber she has always been somebody who's been very able to multitask um and I mentioned to you 
about this before, Amber, because like I, was, I remember like remarking back and being like, you can just do like a million things at once and do them well, which I don't think a lot of people can do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, on that note, it always makes me laugh because my coworkers, so a, a tendency I have at work is while directing is to tell stories. So like when we're in commercial break, I'll, we'll kind of, whether it's related to something we're talking about on the air, whether it's entirely unrelated, and I have this tendency of like, so I'm, I'm telling the story, telling the story, and then I'll be like, 30, and then just continue telling the story. <laughs> I have to tell you, she really does do that. Um, <laughs> because like one time, I don't know what we were doing, but it was like back in our RCF days, I'm gonna have to explain that acronym, acronym, my gosh, words. Okay, so RCF stands for Rebel Christian Fellowship. It's an organization we were part of in at UNLV, that's where we met. Um, but anyways, so I'm we're like walking one time and like we're mid conversation, like really deep. I swear this is a real thing. This has probably happened multiple times with us. And she just be like, like somebody said something to her and she like answered it and then like came back and was fully present. And I was like, oh, wow, that is, that is such a talent. <laughs> that is a, a random talent I have. And if my one coworker picks on me for it, cause sometimes I'll even be talking about like a number. So I'll be like, oh yeah, so it's like 10 days of five, four, <laughs> like it'll literally go from like 10 to five, four, three, two, one, count us in, Wow. get into the show, go right back into whatever <laughs> You know, and like, as I'm hearing what you're saying, and as I'm like looking back to how we know each other, it kind of makes me think of like, I was trying to think like, how did I meet Amber? And I was like, I'm pretty okay. sure it was in RCF. Is that yeah. right? It was. I can't remember okay. when though. Like I was, I was trying to think. Yeah. I was thinking through that as well. Cause it was definitely, it was definitely RCF or um, some people maybe know it better as um, IV University. That's true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Is it true? I don't know. True. It's it very was, confusing. <laughs> it was always RCF for me, but it's it's yeah. university now. It switched mm -hmm. at some point while we were in it. Um, well, it was always university, but we were just special and had our own name because we yeah were, for like one year and then it switched. Well, many years before oh, us, but, but it switched during our time. Um, but yeah, I don't remember. I I don't know when in that year though. I know it was freshman year, but I right, don't know when. it was. Well, it ha yes, it was because we became roommates okay. sophomore year. That's true. Damn. Sorry, I had something was poking me. Oh, well, <laughs> it's an unwanted guest in our podcast. Jeez, leave Amber alone. She's trying to focus, and so am I. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I was like thinking back, and tell me if this memory sounds right. But I was like, I'm pretty sure I remember. This is how I remember it. Um, I was like, went to like RCF when I was RCF, you know, and I didn't have any friends and I didn't, I wasn't from Vegas and uh, we went to UNLV, everybody. I don't know if I already said that. University in the Battle of Las Vegas. <laughs> so, um, hence why we're the rebel, which maybe is not a rebel anymore. I don't know. I'm confused. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think it's still a rebel. I think it's the design they may be changing. Oh, okay. I was like, like, I wasn't sure. I didn't follow it. I yeah. But, um, anyways, so I was like, my first year, didn't know anybody. Um, like saw the RCF um, table in at like the dining hall mm -hmm. and then I ended up going I think it was on Thursdays yes I believe so okay yeah. and then so <laughs> I went and I was like very I've also always been very awkward 
And so then I like saw this really friendly looking girl over there. And then I just sort of like gravitated towards her. And then I think I just like probably said something to you and then you look nice and you laughed and like you always, you're always so full of joy. I, I, I perceive you that way. Um, she really is one of the nicest people, honestly. So then she just brought me into her like life <laughs> and we were hanging out. And like she just said, we became I feel like I forced you into that. Like looking back to that, I wanted a roommate so bad. You did, but I thought you I didn't did. want a roommate. Well, I did because my freshman year, I had a roommate like the first two weeks and then she moved, like switched rooms and I never got another roommate. And I just, I wanted a roommate and I didn't want another like random oh, roommate. You know what? I don't know. This could be like totally like psychoanalyzing this whole aspect, but like, is it because like you're an only child? Like, Probably, like, yes. like, I just wonder. I'm yes. so interested in that. Cause I was like growing up, I was like, I had a brother and he's always in my freaking room. It was our room. And I was like, bro, I just want my own room. <laughs> but I am so glad that you like, let me do that. And I had a, cause you're the best roommate ever. <laughs> and my friend. Yeah. We, we had a good setup there. Good. And we were roommates for a whole year. And I just, you know what that makes me think about too? Like I remember, okay. So this girl, she's an incredible photographer. I want everybody to know that. Cause she also like does photography and is just multifaceted. <laughs> um, but something that I remember doing is like, we have this great big campus and we could just like go and find trees and like, she knows where I'm going with this. Yes, so I would love to like tell this story cause this was her idea. It wasn't mine. I mean, we just, I feel like this was just a part of our lives when we were roommates. And even like once we weren't roommates, like we would just go around campus or go around the strip and we would just take random photos. Like we would oh, just- we did go on the strip too. We did. We would be like, mo like modeling, but not <laughs> modeling. <laughs> But it was so fun. Like, we went to that fountain one time, and I don't, I want to say Bellagio, because it's the one that's known for fountains, but I remember you're like, wind. oh, stand behind this fountain. I think it was the wind. It was the wind. I think it was the wind. Because we took a bunch of photos near the wind. It wasn't the Bellagio. It was, because it was the big, like, rushing one yeah. down. It was the wind. Yeah. That's your, I mean, she, okay, by the way, people, this woman does not live where I'm living. She lives in Vegas, still in Vegas after, <laughs> and she's loving it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's hot. Train, I don't, are you loving it? I don't it's know. It's hot. How's it's really, it's summer, so it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> but she doesn't look like it's summer. Yeah. Um, Vegas is hard in the summer. Like, it's I don't real. go outside. I don't go outside. It, no. No. And uh, I have Amber and a, a couple other friends down there, and I like busted out of there. I was like, no, it's not for me, but you know, it's <laughs> fine. Um, yeah, I remember like people telling me, be like, yeah, you can like boil an egg on the sidewalk. I never tried it. Did you try it? I don't, but our, our station every year does about one of those when it gets to like, because like right now we're actually getting close to extreme heat again. So they, every time they do like cookies in the car or no way. Um, yeah, like I think they did pizza in the car. Maybe Does it year. work? I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> you have a lot on your plate. I don't yeah. blame you if you don't keep yeah. up with every single thing that goes. Like you just said, you have like two jobs, which is, I mean, when do you sleep? 
I mean, it's, it, they happen at the same time. <laughs> like, it's not, they don't happen. <laughs> they're, they're congruent jobs. <laughs> <laughs> you're not like working one job during the day and then no. at night you're working another job. Okay. No, no, just, just, just one job. But I do, I guess maybe two roles is better. Two roles within our, our team. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, but th those were, I know we're circling back now, but this is how my mind's working is, I thought about photography about with Amber. Which, by the way, this then, is my photo. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, do you want to show any photos? Like, I mean, is that the extent of it? It's beautiful. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, there's another one we can maybe see okay. right here. Can you tell us, for those who are watching the video, where these photos are from? Oh, these are from... Sorry, my dog is now in the way. <laughs> Oh yeah, she has a really cute dog. Yeah. That's such a cute story. I hope okay. you guys can hear that too. If you don't, if you don't run out of time. That works. Um, these were taken on my uh, Caribbean cruise that another friend and I went on. Yeah, and you went on that last year, was it, or the year before? I don't know. Two years ago. I think I it think? was two years ago. I think it wasn't last year. It was. I think it was two years ago. Way before all this happened. Yes. Uh, I'm so glad you got to do that. That and yeah, she's a, an amazing photographer. So I'm assuming you like took that photo and you like sent it to somebody to like put on canvas mm -hmm. and like make big and. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I got a good deal on cam. All almost all of my all of the photos in my apartment are stuff that I've taken. And what else do you have going with your photography? Is there any other like kind of platforms that you want to like share, or if you don't want to share, just opening <laughs> it up to you. Um. Well. My main place my photography is is under Snowy Rose LV, um, and that I have a website, I have an Instagram, and I have a Twitter with that. So yeah, so she's like all across the board. I most of it's like Snowy Rose, right? Like that's yeah, your name. Snowy okay. Rose LV. If yeah. you know, she's she's amazing. Just follow her. Just do it. Don't <laughs> even hesitate. <laughs> Um, and then you also had started a YouTube page, right? I did. Doing some little I did. things on there. I did. I was um, looking, I was doing like music and like drama reviews on there. Uh, I haven't been as active on there because I had school kind of got in the way my last semester of my master's. But Oh, can you hopefully. please tell everybody what you're studying? So I just, I mean, she's great. <laughs> um, well, I finished, thankfully. I'm okay. done. Um, but I just finished my master's degree in TV and film producing. So watch out. <laughs> um, yeah, so on, I want to talk about both those aspects, but like on the YouTube page, you had mentioned um, like drama reviews. So what kind of, what does that mean? Like, what does that look like that you're focusing on? Um, a lot of my focus when it comes to television has actually been on foreign television. So a lot of uh, Korean dramas have been what I've mostly reviewed so far. Um, but I'm also looking to do like some of the Japanese shows I've seen and some of the Taiwanese shows I've seen. Wow. Like, so what brought this interest into your life? Because like you didn't necessarily go to those places. So was it just like curiosity or what kind of? Um, well, for the, it started actually back in high school for like the Japanese dramas. So one of my oh. good friends in high school, um, we watched, and the Taiwanese ones as well, actually, um, we watched several of those together um, back in the day. And I just really, really loved them. I kind of drifted away from that until, oh gosh, maybe four years or three, four years. I don't know. At some point, me and another <laughs> friend 
we both discovered we had kind of a mutual interest in that. So we took it, uh, we each took turns and have continued to do this picking shows. So like I would introduce her to one of my favorite shows from like that my, my friend had introduced me back in high school. And then she would introduce me to her favorite shows from before we like, so we just got to know a lot of content that way. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're watching more new content. We're still taking turns like choosing what it is, but we've, we've, we're a little, we're not introducing each other as much to like content we've previously seen before. It's mm-hmm. now new to both of us. So that's like kind of a cool thing too, because you have this like shared mutual interest and I feel like it kind of forges like closer closeness mm-hmm. um, between two people. And is it like something you meet and do or is it more just like, a, I don't know, it's like you're watching it and you're like, oh, text them and just be <laughs> like, hey, I'm watching this. <laughs> Uh, we meet and we we meet we meet and watch together like about once a week. Well, once or twice a week actually. <laughs> so, because like it's all in a foreign languages, so are you able to understand any of it at this point without um, subtitles? With the Korean ones, I can pick up on little bits and pieces. Definitely need the subtitles. Can't I am not right. subtitle less yet, but I'm picking up on more and more on my own. I'm like, oh, I know that word, or I know that phrase, or that kind of stuff. So that's exciting. Because you're, mo- you're like, from what I remember you telling me, like, I know you just mentioned a bunch of different languages, but you were more focused on learning Korean. At the moment, yes. At I the moment, okay. I started learning Japanese. Yeah. I got a bit frustrated when it came to the kanji, because Japanese is really, really complicated. <laughs> like, I don't know what kanji means. Like, people keep okay. telling, like, I've heard that definition, <laughs> and I still don't remember what it is. So what is it? <laughs> so with Japanese, they have two, well, I don't remember if the kanji's now. So they have two alphabets, katakana and hiragana. So you have your two alphabets and then you have kanji. And the kanji, so the alphabets themselves, I feel are relatively easy to learn. And the pronunciation for Japanese is relatively easy because everything just get pairs with a vowel and it's one sound. So A is ah, like no matter what. So it's like very monosyllabic. It's not like complicated. It can, I mean, it's, it's like ta, na, ma, yeah. like everything comes with that same, like an I is E, so it's like T, like it's just, it's very, mm-hmm. it's very simple in that sense, vowel-wise. But then you get to the kanji, and the kanji can be like, there's thousands of them, and they can represent entire words, or they could represent, so like, it's just, it gets really complicated. <laughs> Yeah, learn. and it yeah, sounds like it's like a, it is a very old language, right? Like the yeah, roots so. of, mm-hmm. okay, I mean, all languages are old, but I'm saying like <laughs> in the, the existence of war, the world, like right. Asian languages, from what I understand, have a lot of like, it's remained this similar, same sense, yeah. I, I think Japanese, I actually learned recently through a Korean class, like a little bit more of the history of their language hmm. and how that came to be which was, was very interesting. So I didn't know as much about, like, I don't know as much about the roots of the language. Oh, so where did you take that class? Um, I'm actually, it's, I'm taking it through Coursera, which offers oh. um, some free online resources. You could pay to get, like, the certificate in this one, but if you choose not to get the certificate, you just get to take the course for free. 
and uh, it's it's I, I was reading reviews though and some people get don't realize they're signing up for like subscriptions and then they mm. get charged so be careful <laughs> <laughs> yeah be careful everybody <laughs> like, don't, but the, the one I chose is is free if you don't do the certificate but that's been, it's been very interesting because it's from I actually have a friend um, who's been helping me in Korea and she I was asking her about like the school that this material comes from and she mm. says it's a very good school for like English as a or Korean as a foreign language learners so mm. which makes sense with I feel the content is very good yeah that's really I didn't I've never heard of that I'm gonna I have to either. like look at that <laughs> later <laughs> I learned something everybody <laughs> yeah I was like on Duolingo which is great but I don't know I, I have many, many apps. So. Yeah, I know. I recommend Lingo Deer as well for whatever oh, you may be learning. Okay. I've been doing Lingo Deer. <laughs> Lingo Deer, like a, like a deer. Like a deer? No, okay. like a deer. Like, like, like a literal, a deer? like a deer. Why a deer? It's so weird. <laughs> it's like, you know what? You know animal uh, just like screams language at me? Deers. Deer. Okay. <laughs> like it's yeah. literally a deer. Um, I mean, I guess right. Duolingo has an owl, so I mean, but that comes from wisdom. That's what I'm thinking. Like, <laughs> I'm just getting more wise. <laughs> Logic is there for the owl, I suppose. Yeah, wise old owl. Hey. <laughs> um, there really is like so many avenues I could go down in this podcast with Amber because I've known her for a great amount of time but I wanted to touch on one of the topics that we were talking about earlier which is kind of like what was the mutual thing like I was like oh at that time like my spirituality was starting to really come into something that was very important in my life and I'm kind of curious with whatever she shares, whatever she is comfortable sharing, if Amber wouldn't mind telling um, us about a little bit like, like what it is for her, not necessarily like labels or anything, but I'm just kind of asking like a, a bigger question, like it could be like, oh, when I look outside, it's so beautiful and I see a uh, beautiful like you could be like god or like you know what i'm kind of getting at amber i'm just saying like what is that part of your life because it's a lot of times we don't get to talk about that or i don't hear that rather i'm interested i mean faith is definitely a huge part of my life um it's been an interesting even like because college was the first time i felt like i really got involved with other i mean like i went to church growing up a little bit my parents um, didn't really take us to church but like went with family or went with like friends um, but college was the first time that I really was like actively involved I felt and it's just really continued to be a huge part and something I I, I don't know <laughs> yeah no I know it's a kind of a big question it's hard to like put that into but um I guess what I'm hearing you say is like oh by the way, so you're not originally from Vegas, right? No, no I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> where are you from? I know where you're from, but where are you from? Do you? Do you now? Let's see. Where am I from? Yes, you are from Oregon, and you are from Eugene-ish? No, it's not. It's not the town. It's a close <laughs> city, though. It's uh, a close city. What is she? I forgot. Oh, okay, I have to think about this. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. This is test this time. Is this though. is Layla test time. This is really good because it makes it more exciting when the host doesn't know. 
Uh, well, I am from, I am from Oregon. Well, Colorado and Oregon. So I originally, originally from Colorado, but grew uh, middle school and high school was in Oregon. It's a tiny, 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 tiny town, tiny, called Oakland. Oh, that's, um, I would have never remembered that. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone assumed we were from California. They're like, oh, yeah. California. We're like, Oakland. no, no, no. should have went with that. We did a couple cool. times. We, we did. We're like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because you competed too. Like you were like always traveling, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which was, it was such an interesting thing because very few people in, even in Oregon know of Oakland like it's it which is interesting because it's right down I-5 like so you see the sign it's there but it's just not something you know about but it's also the first school district in the state so we were school district number one but no one's heard of it (laughs) 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 it was such an interesting dynamic like with that but yeah tiny tiny town how tiny Tiny little town and then you're just like a small town girl living in a big world yeah. I don't know if it was lonely, but, you know, you got out of there. It wasn't lonely. I don't know. Like, it was, it was unique, it was I feel. Um, well, it was interesting because, like, you just, you did everything. So, like, as you said, like, I did sports. So I did volleyball. I did basketball. I did track. I did golf. I did. You taught me how to golf. It was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I did Future Business Leaders of America. I was in band. I was in choir. We had theater my senior year. So I was in theater. Like, we did. Like, you literally could be anyone and do anything, I felt like, if you wanted to. Like, a lot of kids didn't do any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, the opportunities were kind of there for some of that, but then there also weren't a lot of opportunities. Like, we had one foreign language option. Like, you learned, Whoa. like, you had to take Spanish, and that was it. Like, you had no other options. Um, when it came to advanced classes, we didn't have AP classes, but we did have, we actually took literal credits from the community college. So like my teacher was accredited to teach through them and we got dual credit for high school and community college with no AP tests. So it was beautiful. Wow. I didn't know all this part. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's really smart. Like she graduated from UNLV with, um, I want to say, I know it's, I'm talking about the cum laude, but I'm trying to remember, is it, is it, um, is it Magna? that one okay great (laughs) magna cum laude which is so i don't even know what does that mean (laughs) i don't really know no no okay good it's it's the it's the second highest honors though so like i think summa is the highest um which was like a very i think only like very very small percentage get summa i think you'd have to have a 4.0 gpa which mine wasn't quite, and then Magna's the second, and then cum laude. Wow. So in, I'm like going everywhere, because please remind me, at UNLV, you had a minor, right? Mm Because your major was in journalism, and then your minor was in... Film. Film, that's right. That's why we did all that (laughs) photography. Oh, and guess what else we have to do? Oh my gosh, (laughs) I almost forgot. I came across some gold, like these videos that she shot for her. (laughs) I think it was cinematography class. And I look back at them, oh no. (laughs) But like her work was amazing. Um, And she starred in a couple of them too. I did, I did. Yes. Yes. That was actually my favorite classes through the film department were the acting classes. Like I remember we like, cause like they were taught by like Clarence Gilliard and it was just, 
amazing to I'm, I, I did all of my all of my electives were in the film department I'm like yep I'm just living over yeah. here no and they loved you I was always like so like I was always stoked about when you were working on things I remember like when we were roommates being in the room be like I gotta memorize this scene and then I'm gonna shoot it tomorrow and like mm -hmm. that was just so exciting because like many people know this but I'm, I was a theater major um so like we didn't for I don't know why at UNLV like the theater and film department like we're like we're not talking to each right? other that was weird like really weird I'm like mm -hmm. okay thanks UNLV like get over yourself <laughs> um seriously but anyway I brought you into the film world anyway. you she did and thank <laughs> you because I really owe you like that that awakening because like it was awesome and it was way different mm -hmm. um yeah she would come back and she'd be like yeah the teacher like there were so many great teachers but like mm -hmm. you would just like tell me about what you were learning and like stuff i had no idea about lights this woman told me a lot about it so i just <laughs> want to say like my lighting looks good right now <laughs> i thought that was so rad so yeah she's she's really well versed on all these wonderful artistic endeavors um something I was hearing you say when you were talking about being back in Oregon growing up and how like there was opportunity to just oh so what I was trying to say before Zoom cut us off how rude right uh, it is rude, <laughs> it is rude. bad Zoom <laughs> so you're good good Zoom <laughs> yeah it's right um I was like so curious because you I've never heard you say that about your small town your small town your hometown that you came from that it happens to be small Oakland um Oregon yes. yeah so like you were saying like oh there was resources for anybody to kind of do anything in a way and I thought that was interesting because it feels like sometimes when I'm looking at the world like oh it's kind of like there isn't the resource there in, in a smaller town so was that supported in some way or it just happened to be the way that town was i'm not 100 percent sure i think it's interesting because as i said i feel like there there are and there aren't resources so like where we had opportunity um like even for theater we didn't have theater until my senior year like that was not an option on the curriculum oh. <laughs> until my senior year so like and then even to be able to take it i had to i ended up not taking band my senior year um so that i could take theater instead and it was like this whole like juggling of things but so there are the opportunities sometimes but i feel like there also weren't a lot of opportunities like it's not something like i feel like the opportunities we even had with theater were much less than schools with that are larger and with more money right have. was there community theater in the area there was um, okay. a like at least during the summer, a couple of like people would put on usually a summer play of some kind. Mm -hmm. I laughed because I remember I got asked to be in one of them one year, but the part just was really weird. What was it? You have to tell me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't fully remember, but I feel like it was like a, not a lady with questionable morals, but I feel like kind of somewhat along those lines. <laughs> This is clearly you. I don't know why you're hesitating. And I just remember, like, because it was, like, my friend's dad, who was also a teacher at the school, had, like, been, like, oh, you should, like, audition or whatever. And, like, he's telling me about the part. And I'm just kind of looking at him, like, what? <laughs> 
That is so funny. <laughs> I wonder if I, that story oh. sounds like vaguely familiar. So I'm like, I wonder if she's told me that before. Yeah, probably, but I don't remember. Like, this has been over 10 years now. I don't remember what the oh part was. Oh my God, we're so old. <laughs> they are. Gosh. And then my town, also the neighboring, not neighboring town, but like two towns away, also would always have a summer musical. And that was actually a, those productions were actually pretty, like pretty big like they had like a lot of like they got money for like really good costume design and like set design for that um and like they bring in I think like not bigger but like more experienced people for some of the lead roles and then a lot of the community would act in the smaller roles I remember being really 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 upset because they did uh, what was it Cinderella they did I think it was Cinderella and the dresses were so gorgeous and the dances were so gorgeous but when they had the auditions, we were away on a summer vacation, so oh, I, I couldn't audition. Was that when you went to France? Because you went to France one time, right? Uh, I did. I did. Your I did. Band. Um, Your band. Yes, it was a it was an all state band, so it was yeah. people from all over the state, and we went to like five or six different countries in Europe. I don't quite a few. Uh, I like sixteen, right? Like you saw all these things. Seventeen. Seventeen. It was between my junior and senior year, so I would have been 17. That is um, so cool. It was cool. I was, I was, I just remember my dad coming home and being like, you're going to Europe next summer. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you're going like, to Europe oh. next summer. I'm like, oh, okay. And then he's like, Casual without comment. me. He's like, without me. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I'm just like, because it his, one of his, because my dad was a band teacher, um, and one of the, the band teacher at the bigger high school over in like Roseburg, he was going to be chaperoning. So since my dad's friend was chaperoning, my dad was like, you can go on this. Oh, uh, was he, did he think you were going to get in trouble abroad in Europe? No, not necessarily. I think it was just more of like he heard about it because his, mm. his friend was doing it. And then I think it was just having that little bit, not even trust, like lack of trust in me, just mm -hmm. more trust in like the situation and yeah. the scenario. Because I mean, you so. can drink in Europe when you're like 18, you're like 17, you're practically there. I mean, I mean, we did have permission slips that allowed us to drink while we were there. So and did you? <laughs> I did. Did you do it? You did? did it? Oh my <laughs> gosh. This whole time I thought you had your first drink when you were 21. I feel like. Oh, honey, no. Oh, honey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what did you drink when you're in Europe? There was that. Well, the, it only allowed us to have one beer or one glass of wine oh. with dinner. That was it. So okay. that was, so I had, I tried wine in France and I tried a beer in Germany because that was, you're in Germany, Smart. you yeah. have to, and sense. it was disgusting and I had a sip. <laughs> that was that. Um, no, I went to, I went to Scotland and England with my parents when I was, between our freshman and sophomore year of college. Oh, that's right. And I drank then too. And that was when I had like, I tried like scotch and. Oh, you've had scotch. Yes. We went oh, to a wow. scotch distillery. So well, you are distillery. Scottish. Yes. Huckabee is a, is a Scottish last name. Um, it it's actually a English last name. There's a town in England called Huckabee, England. There is? There yeah. is. In England, really? I don't know. <laughs> you need to I know been, where this town is. There, but I don't. I don't know where things are in relation to one another in this country. <laughs> That's your place. I've been there. I just <laughs> I could not tell you where it was. Barely <laughs> <laughs> tell you where Reno is in relation to Las well, Vegas. Like you expect me to know cares. where Reno is. <laughs> 
They're like, oh, you live in Las Vegas. Like every person I talk, you know how it is. Like, mm -hmm. oh, maybe you don't <laughs> because you actually do live in Vegas. They're like, yeah, you live in Nevada. Like, yeah, how's the strip? I'm like, bro, I live in Reno. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, no. Uh, look at the map. That's hilarious. Um, excuse me. But yeah, so you were spent a lot of time, like, well, I feel like early on, maybe a lot, but abroad and doing stuff and so maybe like this whole interest in like different cultures like started early for you and it sounds like your parents kind of like help you helped you get like all that different types of culture yep I feel right? like yeah because yeah my first trip abroad that I remember was at like nine so like I definitely feel like they did a good job of really showing me like other cultures and like and I mean England to me like the, the one part about because the first time I went to England was when I was nine and it was funny to me because I had a problem saying my R's as a kid, which is, which is funny when your name's Amber. So I pronounced my name Amba because I couldn't pronounce the oh, sorry. R's. You were like having a little bit of an accent. A little bit of an accent. Right. So like I had this, not like, like, like they like taught me to say my R's. So when mm. we went to England, I finally could say my R's. And so I like, I'd introduce myself to these children because as a child, <laughs> you're crushed. I was, I was so confused as a child. I was very outgoing. Whereas now I kind of tend to not just go up to everybody and go, hi, my name is nice to meet you. As a child, that was who I was. Wow. And so I'd go introduce myself to these children. They'll be like, oh, Amber. And I'm like, no, Amber. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Oh, that's hilarious. So I'm like, I was told that was not how you say my name. You're like, who is lying to me? <laughs> Oh my god! With my first time there, because I'm like, no, it's Amber. Er. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is so cute that um, you would go up to a bunch of like when your little little self, little Amber self, going up like, hey, my my name's Amber, and like introducing yourself because like you are friendly, but like for some reason when you tell me that, I'm like, I don't even see her doing that. No, I don't see myself doing that. But like ever, like I don't, I don't know at what age life and insecurity got in the way <laughs> I just there it was hits. a period of my life that no matter where I was whatever playground I was on wow. wherever I was I made a friend I had a friend like for that day we were best friends <laughs> like, you were like good yeah. I mean what did you like to like do did you like to swing or like go on the seesaw or all of that? I don't know <laughs> you love to play sports so I imagine young Amber like oh she gets a dodgeball she's probably throwing it at people like early getting like she just is that way like when she was playing basketball I mean I can't play basketball worth it but um <laughs> when she was she, she, I was like what I can't get my hand I'm I hope I'm not fussing okay great I I heard myself go away for a minute um but anyways I was like playing I was like trying to I was trying I was really trying to play basketball and um because there was courts there was like a great gym you know actually yeah was teaching me she was all patient and stuff like no you're not you gotta handle like this you gotta like shoot like that okay you gotta like flick your wrist and I'm like I just ended up like throwing the ball and I'm like that like, I don't know <laughs> yeah basically what she just did raising two hands just like I hope it makes it meanwhile she's just like stealing the ball from me and like shooting it like doing roundups I think so she's going called? on and on and on about my my basketball but you got to see this girl play soccer because oh, it's the entire, nice. entire <laughs> opposite scenario as soon as we get that into the mix. I'm like, you want me to do what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was fun, though. I was so proud of her because she said yes. Oh, I, I, did. I was like, 
Amber, please, please play. <laughs> I did. And, I and how did you feel about this? Defense was similar. Because I feel like okay. even though, like, it wasn't, like, I'm like, okay, I can offense with, with – but see, I'm not good at offense and basketball either. Like, that's – So, wait, you play defense and basketball then? Well, I mean, you play both because you have to. But <laughs> okay, but, but, like, what was your position? I was a wing. Oh, okay. So, you basically – you are always playing – you but there is, like, a defensive role in basketball. No, because you, you do both. So okay. it's kind of whatever. So it's either, like, what kind of defense you do, whether you do a zone defense or a man-to-man defense can differ in basketball. But when you don't have the ball, you're on defense. Like, and you don't right. leave okay. anyone back from offense to play defense like you would in soccer. And it is such a fast game because, like, feel like if you are playing outdoor soccer, it's very slow, but it's mm-hmm. really intense. Like, I don't know if any soccer players are listening, but like, you know, if you know, <laughs> you're like watching ball. Oh crap! It's coming this way. And if you're defense, you're like, oh god. <laughs> um, that's funny because I I played in uh, I was in a play that I played a goalie, and I always hated playing goalie in real life. But when I was acting in a play as a goalie, it was fine. <laughs> but not in real life um so where am I going with this I don't know but I was just remarking on Amber playing basketball and stealing the ball from me and being That's amazing <laughs> she taught me some golf as I mentioned earlier mm-hmm. but something I want to bring up because something I also don't know about this is how I'm going to segue this is I was like oh Amber's like blah blah, blah bts and I'm like what <laughs> I'm like thinking, okay, what does this stand for? I'm like, is she talking about an organization? <laughs> what is this? So what is it? BTS <laughs> is a Korean music group. Um, BTS stands for Bangtan Sonyeon Dan. Oh, I thought it stood for Battle Toys. Soldiers. Okay, so oh god, no. <laughs> what is that? You're close. <laughs> But no. Okay. <laughs> so the I was all confident. Like, I know. So the trans, like the, the English translation of which I apologize if I pronounce that wrong, but it's close. Um, of BTS is bulletproof Boy Scouts. Oh, right. not. Why was I thinking about battle toys? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the fandom is called Army, so I don't know oh. if that's. She's so kind. She's trying to like make it make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. But we'll we'll embrace it and yeah. So, that. anyways, yeah, you've had some really awesome experiences with this whole thing of you know this Korean pop band, which is huge. Everybody else knows about them. They are huge. Um, I've been very very blessed in getting to see them in concert now including Jingle Ball, which had multiple artists, and the Billboard Awards, I've seen them four times now, which is amazing, and had really, really, really good seats last time they were at the Rose Bowl, and I nearly died, because they could see me, and they were right there, and yeah. What <laughs> sweat on you is my question. No sweat, but they threw water on us. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, which was That's quite a blessing in its own way. It is way. a blessing. It was. They're blessed with their water. I felt very, very special when two <laughs> of them did it at different times. Two of them threw it in our direction, and I was in heaven. 
how many are in this like band because there's like it looks like there's six is there six seven seven oh okay. seven members yeah and amber before this like before we started this like second part of the podcast she was showing me some photos that i didn't realize that's in her background and this is mostly for the video list uh, video watchers but she's got like some are those photos or are they like just like things um they're photos so like this one for video people was from their idol era i can't get there we go Uh, (laughs) um that came with last year's memories and then this one's a little like standy thingy that came with one of their albums that i recently got oh that's really cool so this makes me wonder, like, why BTS, what's, like, so, I don't want to say so great or so special, but, like, what, I don't what resonates within you with this band, like. It's a long story. Do you really want to start on this? <laughs> um, well, you can tell, like, a short version, but I'm just curious. I never actually asked you this question. I just was like, oh, she likes BTS. Um, well, I'll do a short. So how I started listening to them. So the same friend I watched dramas with. Uh, well, okay, no, so go, I'll try to make this as quick as possible. <laughs> so, so the first time they were at the Billboard Awards was actually one of, it was actually the Billboard Awards that year were on the same uh, network station I work as an affiliate for. So oh. we had, so we were going to have a special post-Billboard show after it, which was going to be one of my first shows of, of that kind type directing. Mm-hmm. So I was at work that day and had like our red carpet feet up and I saw them walk by. And like, oh I took gosh. like a picture and asked my friend, like, hey, who is this? Like, I did, cause I'd never seen a Korean act at, or even, I didn't know they're Korean. I know, I didn't know where, you know, where they were from, but I'd never mm-hmm. seen um, a foreign act at the Billboard Awards like that. And like being like so prominent in, cause others have been there, but not as, as prominently. Um, and so like, she wasn't quite sure. And she like asked her, asked her little sisters actually, cause they knew more about that at that point in time. And I just remember that day being like so happy for them because they ended up winning top social artists at the awards and just, I had no idea who they were, but I was immensely proud. Um, Move on in life a little bit, never really like dove into looking more into them at that point. Uh, I was kind of focused on learning Japanese, so I wasn't really into Korean music as much, like other than like soundtrack stuff from like dramas we'd seen or something, I wasn't really like engaging in that music. Um, Then my friend told me that they actually had Japanese albums. So I was like, oh, well, I've been wanting to listen to more Japanese music, so let me download their Japanese albums. And that started the snowball of loving BTS. My gosh. um, The following year when they came to the billboards um, and they performed for the first mm -hmm. time was when I went and got to see them live. Wow. That is so cool. So, like, through your job, you got this really, like, I happen to be, but, like, I feel like that was an added benefit mm-hmm. of having that proximity with, yeah. and then, like, discovering this new thing that you, this new group mm-hmm. that you love. Um, so, that makes me think, like, how many albums do they have? Because if they have Japanese albums, it means they have a lot. They have a lot. Um, so, actually, before I say that, I'll, um, I did want to no, okay. no, 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 no. Yeah, circle I'll back. Yeah, go I'll for do it. that first. I'll do that first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you do your boo-boo. Um, so they have three full-length Japanese albums. They have, oh gosh, I don't know how many full-length. They've had several eras. So they've been a group for seven years now. Okay. Uh, so they started, which is interesting, because they started around the same time I started my job. 
Um, so it's just kind of interesting to see how that all like timeline goes. But they have, they tend to go in eras and each era has like several mini albums then usually like one full album. So like the last couple eras were the Map of the Soul era. So, which actually perfect segue to circling back around. So one Yay. of the things that I love about BTS is just their genuineness and the genuineness in their lyrics. So like they tackle within their music a lot of issues that people face on a regular basis. So mm -hmm. a lot of their early albums were talking about like youth and growing up and like, like they had a song called War of the Hormone, which was dealing with- No way. So it's just kind of like really fascinating. And then they transitioned eventually. So when I came was in the Love Yourself era. And so in the Love Yourself era, they were really talking about the concept of loving yourself and learning to speak yourself and just were really delved into that topic. And then in the Map of the Soul era, they dove into like the ego, the shadow, the persona, and the self, and like how all of those tie in. And then like they had a song called Black Swan, which they performed on um, like James Corden and a couple other things. And it's a song that like really tackled lyrically like what like the whole the whole black swan narrative is like mm -hmm. losing that love of dance and like not being able to dance anymore and like so they filtered that into like music and what would it like how would that feel to like lose that first love of music and what what is it like when you don't love it anymore yeah and i mean you are a musician mm -hmm. like i consider you one um so maybe is that something that resonated with you or is that just kind of a coincidence? I think Jen, it didn't really resonate to me as much as a musician just because I haven't been as mm -hmm. active in that. So, and, and I don't really feel the loss from that. But I think just in general with any career life or with any like mm. part of your life that comes to a close that was maybe close to you, like a passion of yours, I feel mm. like it just really spoke into that for like many, many people. And I just appreciate that they dive into those concepts and they don't like, they don't hide from the difficult topics. They don't try to gloss over yeah. difficult things. They really address some of those and really try to give hope through that and try to give, um, just they really, like their bond with their fandom army is just, I've never seen anything like that anywhere else. Cause like you can just tell they truly care for their fandom. And like I've, the little bit that I've seen about BTS, there was like at the beginning of the pandemic, I think you're going to know what I'm going to talk about. Um, they like donated a bunch of money or something, or they did something that was just like such a wave of impact. And it just wanted to show how like much influence, positive influence they have and how their fan base is like, like, it's like what you just described, like there's this like strong link. And I, mm -hmm. do you know what I'm talking about? That, yeah. that event? What yeah, was it again? It was, it was black. It was for Black Lives Matter that they oh, made okay. a pretty large donation. That then Army went and met. So they what the boys donated, Army donated the same amount in response mm. as well. Um, but I mean, that's just they they do that a lot. Not necessarily they don't speak very often into overly political issues or overly mm. like whether it's their country, whether it's other countries. They don't often choose to do that but they'll speak more into like social issues, I guess, a lot of times um, and more just like kind of general for, but they do a lot of like, even like with the beginning of the pandemic as well, one of the members, um, so in Korea, in South Korea, uh, one of the biggest hit areas was called Daegu mm -hmm. and one of the members is from there. And so like oh. he made a donation to like his home city 
to like help with the re with the relief efforts there and to help with whatever they needed and that's just something they regularly do and that the fandom regularly does as well like the fandom's known for adopting whales for them adopting like other wow. like they that's what they give them for like birthday gifts like when it's their birthday they'll adopt something or name a star after them or you know they'll do that kind of stuff hmm. for the boys so that's a cool thing that is very cool. I did not know. Thank you for telling me and our listeners about all of this stuff that we might not know, which is really, really um, <clears throat> important in this world, definitely, mm -hmm. and needed. And it makes me think about something I really wanted to ask you, actually, with kind of all the things that we've been talking about in this podcast I want to ask you as far as like your where you see yourself kind of in a few years as like maybe from a career point but also equally the question of what are the issues that you care about that you kind of want to maybe use your career I'm not sure like how you see that kind of uh, moving forward and unraveling but like the issues that speak to you and kind of the change or movement you want to see in the world if that makes sense. Oh gosh. <laughs> I know it's a big question, but you just did this beautiful elaboration on how BTS like does all this wonderful things. And that makes me just think like, well, there's something in that that with you like is on some level like you know, vibrating inside of you, like mm -hmm. making you, you know, stir up some things. And I'm just interested in what people like I that's why I want to do this podcast. Like everybody has a story and I'm I'm interested in that part. I mean, I think for me, I guess, potentially, I don't, I don't know where I want to go career-wise at this point. I enjoy what I do now, um, enjoy where I'm at, and so that's, that's good. I know one thing I could see in the future is, when you say story, like, I want to mm -hmm. tell stories. I want to be, um, and I want to bring things across, like, so part of, like, my film production film producing degree like we took some screenwriting we did some of that again which I've always loved writing um and something I have this one story in the back of my mind that I just I really want to tell and really want to share and I want stories that to be able to tell stories that real like similar to like what BTS does in that like mm -hmm. relate on a deeper level and like I'd love to have faith intertwined but like similar to like Lord of the Rings or even similar to like um oh why is it it uh like the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and like those kind of stories where they are very, there are faith elements woven in. They're not overtly mm -hmm. Christian yeah. writing, Christian right. projects. Like they're, they're much more, I don't want to say accessible because I don't want to say Christian work isn't accessible, but like, no, I, I hear feel what you're saying. <laughs> like they, it, it's, that's the only one I can come up with to express it. Yeah. But like, I want to write stuff like that, that like touches people on a deeper way and still interweaves faith, but not in an in-your-face overt kind of way, but in a more subtle way that maybe may get people thinking and get people challenging what they feel. Because I feel like when I hear you say that, what I really think about is like, you almost just want to spread like this, this love that you know. That's what I hear. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, that's a absolutely beautiful thing to want to give out to the world. And like, I've, had an opportunity to read some of her and not write, but read some of her writing and she's she's really um articulate and i'm wondering is that gonna look like a film 
or is that something like a full length? We don't know. We don't know. I don't know. I know the concept I have now, which I'm going to keep relatively to myself. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> keep the baby to yourself. Yes. That's what I always is, say. <laughs> is, I don't know how, I definitely think it would be a feature length something. I don't know if I'd prefer to write it in a book format first. Okay. And then put it into more of a screenplay format. Or if it's something, I just need to go straight for the screenplay. But I definitely mm-hmm. think the overall story content is enough depth to be something like a full length and not. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I, just when you were describing it, like I saw that. Um, and I also do know those references that you used. Maybe that's why I'm like, yeah, you can see it going into a full length movie. But that's like so awesome. And with this, as we start to wind down on our podcast episode today. We have 10 more minutes on this. Report. Yeah, so we're going to <laughs> wind down. Um, I did want to ask you, this is kind of in a similar vein, just really quickly, you can just share like a tidbit and then we'll switch to a different topic. Um, what is something that like keeps you up at night, if you don't mind sharing that? It's kind of tricky. I don't, I don't even know. I feel my own brain just not shutting up. I feel silly. What's it telling you? <laughs> I don't even know. Like, so I don't, it's just random things. Like, it's nothing overtly negative that keeps me up okay. at night. It's just my brain dreaming, thinking, wondering about future possibilities, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, and r- right before we started this podcast, I want to talk about your little dog because he was barking a lot. <laughs> He's like, hey, hey. I hate during it, though. I'm amazed. It's so good. Oh, he's doing well though, right? Because he had some medical stuff going on. He's doing well. Um, we thought he might have to have surgery, but we found out on Wednesday that as of now, that's not needed. Um, so hopefully that stays the case, but we'll see. And But I mean, he's happy. Like even with, because he hurt his eye, essentially. He had a cut oh, okay. on his eye. Um, you couldn't, if you, he, he was fine. Like he did not show any discomfort, pain. You could just tell his eye was irritated. So even through like being sick, he really, you couldn't tell. <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm glad he's doing well. Cause yeah, she was messaging me earlier this week being like, yeah, I hope we can do it. My mm-hmm. dog. I'm like, I understand. It's like her child. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, really it is. Um, and then lastly, the very last thing I'm going to ask you is if you wouldn't mind sharing, what are you learning? What are you learning in life? I mean, right now I'm just trying to learn anything and everything I can, and you froze, which is kind of hilarious right now. Oh, you're just dang. stuck like this. <laughs> I think it's funny. There Thank we go. You. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just want to like I'm I'm learning I'm learning Korean. I'm learning um, I'm wanting to learn more about some of the crafts I'm interested in. Like so mm. with photography, I'm learning more about Photoshop. I'm oh, I'm cool. just trying to learn anything and everything. Like I love learning, and that's just me <laughs> yeah that makes sense it sounds like amber she does love learning this is a, a woman who loves school and i admire that for i admire her for like so many other things that's just like it's not just because she's well educated and she's honestly a, a beautiful person and i want to mm-hmm. say that because i want people to know i had a great first guest on my <laughs> podcast and i want to thank you one more time for coming on talking by myself So thank you so much, Amber. Thank you. I love you. Love you too.